Thank you all. So a few weeks ago, I spent a, a couple of days over in Lakeland, Florida, attending the Florida Annual Conference. All right. Uh, so annual conference is the business meeting of the United Methodist Church that happens once a year. Uh, so all the pastors from around Florida and just as many church members or laity also come to this conference. Uh, and it is our business meeting where we tend to everything that needs to get done in the life of the annual conference. Uh, but it's also a time of worship and celebration uh, and being in community with one another. Uh, each day we'd worship in the morning, worship in the evening, hearing from, uh, we had a, a Korean choir come and campus ministries from around the state, both traditional and contemporary worship, and it was incredible. And in the middle of the day, we would hear reports from a variety of the ministries that are uh, happening in our local churches or across our state or different ministries that we support across the world. One of those examples is the Florida United Methodist Children's Home, like Pastor Tom just talked about. Uh, the Children's Home has been uh, serving our state and our communities for the past 111 years. Uh, the pastor that was on that video, Reverend Madeline Lazinski, uh, I actually went to college and seminary with her, uh, and she is one of the most dynamic preachers and leaders I have ever met uh, and I can verify and vouch that the stories of the children we saw in that video uh, were true, and they happen in an abundant way. Uh, that students come in and they say, uh, I had no idea who Jesus was, and I now know that Jesus loves even me. I used to not pray, and now I do. I used to be angry, and now I am happy. She says that kind of thing happens all the time at the children's home, and that is a holy place and holy ground. And by being United Methodist, we support that agency and we allow ministries like that to happen right here in our state. Another agency we heard a report from is the Florida United Methodist Foundation. And this is our foundation right here in our state that uh, manages and invests the dollars of churches who have endowments, the annual conference holds its money with them, uh, and the mission of the foundation is to empower and equip Methodist churches to continue growing and making disciples. Uh, if a church needs to have a renovation or they want to build a new church or uh, a new ministry initiative wants to get started and needs some seed money, uh, the foundation provides all of those different uh, resources so those things can happen. Uh, and Pastor Tom serves on the board of the Children's Home, and I have the privilege as well as one of our church members, Ben Simmons, to serve on the board of the foundation, knowing that they are a part of who we are, and our church is a partner in ministry with organizations like these. And there are dozens more mission partners, ministry partners across our state and our world that we as United Methodists support. When I left annual conference, I was inspired. I was excited about the work we are doing and continuing to do, but I was also convicted because I recognized how much more work there is left to do. You see, in our church, in the life of the United Methodist Church, we celebrate that we are not a siloed off individual congregational church, but rather we're a part of a much bigger system called the United Methodist Church, and we're a global church. 
And the word we use to describe that most often is the word connection. We celebrate that we are a connectional church. And that's rooted in Scripture. We read in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 27, uh, that all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is a part of it. We all are the body of Christ. We all have a different role to play. So it is with the United Methodist Church. Different churches have different strengths and different uh, opportunities than other churches. But we as a global United Methodist Church are a connectional system. Uh, That's how we can have things like the children's home and the foundation. We're able to go to annual conference and be in community with one another. It's also why United Methodist Churches uh, rotate pastors in the itinerant system. And uh, you spend a few years here and then you go to the next one and the next one, uh, believing that there is always something new that could happen in the life of the church. But as people that are a part of a connection, it means that we work together. It means that we share things. We share our resources and our knowledge. We celebrate together. We share where God is moving and working in the things we're a part of, and we celebrate them. But it also means that we are able to grieve together and mourn together, especially when churches that have been open for 100-plus years have to close their doors, and they are no more. There are both good times and bad times in the life of our connection and our church, but we celebrate and we mourn together. But here's the thing. This connection, as we call it, this idea of us being one body is what convinced me and still convinces me every day is the best avenue to accomplish the mission of our church. You see, the mission of the Global United Methodist Church is this, to make disciples for Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. That's what we're here for. That is our uh, number one goal, the purpose for doing everything we do. And yes, we have wonderful ministries and terrific things to be a part of that are making a difference every day. But what our eyes should always be focused on, our ultimate goal, is to reach new people for Jesus Christ, for the transformation of the world. And the last part of that definition of our mission statement is this. We believe that the local church is the best avenue for doing so. That means that each of us in this place, we are the best avenue for reaching new people for Jesus Christ. That's our goal, and that's our mission. And I believe, I'm convinced that by being a United Methodist and serving in a United Methodist church, that that is the best way to live out that mission. Not going at it alone by myself or with a few of my friends, but rather all of us together as one body working towards one goal. You see, I know a lot of folks within the life of our congregation uh, did not grow up in a United Methodist Church, or perhaps this is the first United Methodist Church you've ever come to. Maybe you've been visiting for a couple weeks or a couple years, and you uh, really don't know that much about the United Methodist Church, but the music's really great, the preaching's good enough, the people are friendly, and the coffee's free, so you keep coming back. And that's awesome. I am so glad you have found a church home in us. But what I want to share with us today is that the power of our connection and by being a member of Cypress Lake United Methodist Church, you are a part of something 
so much bigger than just yourself or this particular local church. So in your bulletin is your teaching notes. I invite you to get those out. There's some uh, fill-in-the-blank questions there that uh, talk a little bit about our heritage and who we are as United Methodists. I want to share that with you just so you know uh, of our history and who we are. Uh, So first, we are a church that was formed about 275 years ago. We were formed by two brothers. Their names were John and Charles Wesley. Uh, And they were students at Oxford University over in England. Uh, And they were a part of a group that they called the Holy Club. You can imagine they must have been very popular on campus with the Holy Club that they were a part of. Uh, But they were known for their methodical ways of practicing their faith. The way they would read scripture daily, they would take communion, they would hold one another accountable, and they would study, study, and study about God and God's Word. So because of their methodical ways of living out their faith, they became known as the Methodist, and that name has stuck all of these years. We also celebrate having 133 annual conferences across the globe, Florida being one of them. Our conference goes from the Keys all the way up to just west of Tallahassee and Jacksonville. Pretty much this part of our state is our conference, and there's 132 more of them around the globe. We have 45,434 local churches. Cypress Lake is one of them. We have 57,189 clergy persons like Pastor Tom and myself. And we have just under 12 million professing United Methodists around the globe. Uh, So a simple math equation, if you divide that 12 million by 57,189 clergy, uh, that means there's about 210 of all of you for every one of Tom and I. I tell you that to remind you that we are outnumbered (laughs) and to please be nice to us. Only kidding. Uh, We celebrate also having 158 colleges, schools, and universities and 309 hospitals around the world. And so you put all of that together, and that means that we are the second largest Protestant denomination in the United States. And I share all of that to reiterate the point I made earlier, is that I believe by being a member of a United Methodist Church and serving where we serve, we are best able to accomplish our mission of creating new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Our connectional system allows us to do so much more good than if we just went at it alone. So for the rest of our time this morning, we just want to share a couple stories with you about a couple of our partners that our church is partnering with to change the world, to build the kingdom of God. Uh, And one is local right here in our community, one is happening in our state, and one happens outside of our country, here, there, and everywhere. So the first I want to share with you is one of our partner organizations right here in Fort Myers called Path to Freedom. In January of 2018 at our church, uh, we preached on the atrocity that is human trafficking and the plague that it is affecting our globe. There are more slaves on planet Earth right now than in any other time 
in the history of humanity. Well over 30 million people are trapped in slavery around the world. And don't think that the United States is exempt and it's just something that happens over there, but rather uh, it happens in the United States right in front of us all the time. Florida is the ranked third of the worst places in our country for human trafficking, and southwest Florida is the primary hub for that in our state. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of new cases are brought forward every single year. And a lot of them happen right here in Fort Myers and Bonita, Estero, and absolutely in Naples. You see, the human trafficking industry is the second largest criminal industry in the world. It brings over $150 billion a year in profit. It trails only the drug cartels and industry. And so we partnered with Path to Freedom Because at that time, in January of 2018, and unfortunately it's not better, there were less than 100 beds across our entire state for people who were rescued from human trafficking. The drug agencies have the DEA, and you can name a lot of others, but there's no agency like that to help victims of human trafficking, the second largest criminal industry in the world. So Path to Freedom felt the calling of God's uh, spirit on them, and they said, we are going to open a safe house for minor female victims of human trafficking. And in Easter of last year, our church took an offering to support that. We sent over $25,000 to help buy this house right here in Fort Myers. And the community has wrapped their arms around them. They've completely gutted and renovated this house, uh, over $250,000 of renovation, and they've paid less than 20000 Our community is invested in eradicating human trafficking here and around the world. Uh, And this is a beautiful place right here in Fort Myers. Uh, And Path to Freedom is going to be showing a documentary and a film uh, here in our campus. We're going to be hosting them in July. And we'll have more information if you want to come learn more. Path to Freedom is one of our partners. And when we think about this chain, our connection and who we are, We celebrate that Path to Freedom is a link in that chain. In the Gospel of Matthew, in the 25th chapter, which is where I draw a lot of my inspiration for today's topic, verse 40, it says that whenever we care for the least of these, we have also done it for God. We have done it for Jesus. By partnering with Path to Freedom, we are caring for some of the most vulnerable people on our planet, and that's a part of who we are at our church. Uh, Our global initiative is we're also partnering with the United Methodist Seminary uh, in Havana, Cuba, and I've asked Pastor Tom to come and share a little bit more about that as well. Well, for those of you who are our guests, uh, you do not know that I grew up in Cuba. My parents were missionaries. Uh, sent from the United States to serve predominantly as a pastor and educator. Uh, My father left Cuba in 1960, right just before the revolution, and uh, was sent to Boston University to do his PhD work in order to prepare himself to go back and serve at the seminary for the remainder of his life. That was the family goal. Well, that was, we were unable to do that. And so, uh, not until 1998, Uh, We could not return, but in 1998 we went back and we started realizing that the seminary was um, really growing and really needing a lot of of work in order to prepare young men and women to serve. 
The vision of the seminary is to place theologically trained pastors in laity in every corner of the island of Cuba for the transformation of Cuba. And so what we know is that the Methodist Church is in 99% of the provinces of Cuba. It is the fastest growing church uh, in, on the island, faster than even the Roman Catholic Church. And uh, we are training young men and women uh, to be part of the transformation of the world. Uh, there on the screen, you'll, you'll find a couple pictures. It's located in, in the old section of Old Havana, one of the worst parts uh, of the entire country. Uh, but done, did so because of, of its influence there. Let me tell you about this young woman. Uh, the gentleman there is um, Pastor Jorge, who is the pastor of Guanabacoa, one of the largest churches on the island in Havana. And uh, the young lady, her name is Tylene. Uh, I met her back uh, in late March. I took a small group of people to go and uh, look at our partnership with the seminary. And the Tylene was our translator. Uh, a year before that, um, I had gone down and to listen to the bishop and to the vision of the seminary and to realize that they were really running low on funding. And so there I made a commitment on our behalf uh, that we will support the operating budget of the seminary for three years, $40,000 a year. And so um, in the conversation with Tylene, we were sitting there with the bishop and the seminary leadership and our team, and uh, she began to realize that if our church had not supported uh, the budget for that year, which started in September, uh, that um, she would not have gone to seminary, and she didn't know when she would have gone because of the lack of funding, uh, but because of our heart and our desire to serve in connection with the Methodist Evangelical Seminary, uh, we have uh, created a new link uh, to be in ministry together. And so, in fact, I'll be going down in two weeks with a uh, our team leadership of our mission team, uh, Vic and uh, Jenny Martin, and um, going down to share additional resources and support the ministry of Cuba. So I, I hook a new link onto our chain. And the last example that I want to share with you this morning uh, is one, the, one that I just learned about myself when I was at annual conference. Uh, and when we were there, we heard a report about the Lowell Correctional Institute. Now, the Lowell Correctional Institute is a women's prison in unincorporated Marion County, just north of Ocala, which is about three and a half hours north of here. And Ocala is where I grew up. And so I was shocked to find out that I thought I knew every uh, back corner of Ocala, and I had no idea that there was a women's prison just north of there. And it's not just any women's prison, but rather it's the largest women's prison in the entire country. Uh, over 3,000 women are currently incarcerated there. Now, also in the Gospel of Matthew, the 25th chapter, uh, there's a verse, verse 36, and it says this, I was in prison and you visited me. And this comes in the famous passage where Jesus is talking about what the final judgment will look like and the separation of the, the sheep from the goats and what it will be like. And this particular sentence has caused me great trouble and great stress throughout my entire life. You see, there is nothing 
in this world that gives me more fear and more anxiety than the idea of going to jail. I'm terrified of the buildings. I'm terrified of what happens inside of them. And if I'm being honest, I'm afraid of the people that find themselves in there. I can't imagine being cut off from the world and the freedom that I have or cut off from the people that I love and care so much about. That verse causes me a lot of stress. And see, I've, because of all of those fears, I can say that I have never been to a prison before. I've never visited a jail. It's an area of growth for me. It's an area of courage that I need to work on. But when I was at annual conference and I was hearing this report with so many others for the first time, I just felt my heart warmed and I felt like there was so much left to do and such good work. And then they said that as a part of the United Methodist Church and the Florida Annual Conference that we are going to plant a new church right in the middle of that prison. We're not going to wait for them to get out of prison and then come to us, but rather we're going to go to them and plant a church there. And so in this video, I want to show you of the pastor and chaplain explaining this a little bit more. Uh, there's two other very important people that you'll see. The first, the female, is the district superintendent of that district, Reverend June Edwards. And I've known her since I was a baby, and she's a big reason I got to come to Cypress Lake. So I love her a whole lot. Uh, and then the other gentleman you'll see is Reverend Dan Jackson, who is coming to be our new district superintendent here in the Southwest District. And he'll be coming to preach to us this fall and then the person speaking is going to be the chaplain and pastor of this new church plant in a prison. Take a look at this. There are currently over 3,000 women incarcerated inside Lowell Correctional Institute. Many of them have lost their hope and they've lost their way. While there are many wonderful ministries happening inside prisons and you may be part of them, what we believe is missing is a full expression of a community of faith, something that we all call the church. So we are going to plant a church inside a prison. And, and the... The congregation will be coming from 3,000 women, each life represented by a link in this chain that is coming out of this church. <laughs> and in about three years, 1,200 of these women are going to be released back into communities all over Florida, and many of them are coming to your hometown. Are you ready to receive them? If nothing is done to help these women understand who they are in Christ and who they are within the church, the body of Christ, sadly, many of them will return to the life that led them to prison. It's incredible. It's amazing to think that because of the power of our connection, we as United Methodists are able to plant a church in a prison to go and share Christ with those women and the people there. It's powerful and it's convicting. And it's wonderful because there are ministries that our church partners with and continues to partner with, like Kairos Ministry and Kairos Outside. We have members of our congregation who are actively involved in the prison ministry here in our area. And we're going to be talking about more about that in the next couple of months as well. 
But stories like that, I believe, only happen because of a connection of a church that supports each other and wants to grow and make disciples for Jesus Christ. So perhaps you've noticed uh, this chain uh, and this cross in front of us here. Uh, each, this chain represents, uh, each of these links represents individuals. Uh, you and I, it represents ministries that we support here, there, and everywhere. And then the cross is what is holding it up. The cross is what is in the center because we believe that if Jesus is not at the center of it and in the middle of it, it will not be successful. We are rooted in Christ. But we also read in the Gospel of John, if we are connected, if Jesus is the vine, we are the branches. If we are connected, we will grow and produce good fruit. So this morning we've been talking about our partners. We talked about Path to Freedom and how they're a link in this chain of our church then we talked about the seminary in Cuba, and now I add a link for the Lowell Correctional Institute and the church that we are going to plant there. So when you see this before you and all of the links that have already been added this morning, my question is, is what part will you play in growing our connection? You have gifts. You have talents. And the Holy Spirit of the triune God lives and dwells inside of you. And the power of God can equip you and inspire you and empower you to use whatever gifts you have for the transformation of the world through the power of Jesus Christ. And so today I'm going to ask you uh, to do something bold. It's going to require you to perhaps get out of your comfort zone. But when you came in today... You were given a little link by one of our ushers. And if you snuck in and did not get one, there's baskets of links up here for you to grab. But that link represents you. And during our closing song today, the band is going to come and they're going to lead us in worship as we close our time. But I want you to come forward and bring that link with you and connect it somewhere on this chain. I want that link to represent to you saying to God, God, here I am. I am committed to the ministry that you are calling me to as an individual. God, here I am. I am ready to serve you. There's a lot of good work going on, but there is still so much work left to be done. And God is calling each and every one of us to be a link in the chain until everyone knows the love of Christ. That's the power of the Holy Spirit living in each of us in this church, and that is the power of connection. Let's pray together. Almighty God, we thank you for the gift that is the local church, where people can come together and worship you and praise you and serve you and know that we are your children. And God, we thank you for the gift of the connection, that we can support one another, that we can be with one another, and that we can care for the least and the lost, the rich, the powerful, the smart, the intelligent, those who can't read, those who are hungry, those who are thirsty, those who have more than they know what to do with yet. We are all a part of this connection together. So let us be bold and let us be your disciples. And all of God's people said, 
Amen. So during this song, I invite you to come forward and put your link on this chain.